0: Hi, this is Jonathan from Lewis Jewelers. If you're in the market for a diamond, we can make the experience easy and stress-free. Not to mention we can save you time and money. As a general manager, one of my roles is to hand-select every diamond that comes into our store. Don't shop alone. Come see me or one of my trusted advisors and find the perfect diamond today. Where Ann Arbor gets engaged, Lewis Jewelers.
1: Welcome on into the Wolverine.com podcast. Clayton Safey here with Anthony Broom and Chris Ballas on a Thursday. We are in Big Ten season now. Michigan against Rutgers will preview that game. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. Make sure to like this video if you're watching on YouTube. Like it and hit that thumbs up button if you are excited for Jim Harbaugh's return to the sideline on Saturday. Also, subscribe to our channel here on the Wolverine and head to the Wolverine.com for $1 for your first month premium access you can uh, get on our message board discuss with thousands and thousands of Michigan fans also get all of our insider intel as well big inside the fort coming on Friday um fellas how's it going today Uh, we got a little more juice, it feels like, when we were uh, talking to some players and coaches this week. They all know that these games are a little bit more important, and they're going to be a little bit tougher.
2: And just for Rutgers, that's the funny part about this whole yeah, thing. Yeah. You know, it's just like normally you'd be like, oh, well, ho-hum. But it's it's a step up in competition for what they've seen, and Rutgers is playing solid ball. they got a good defense. I think a solid defense, you know, who knows how good they are. Um, we're going to find out a lot about a lot of teams this week frankly. So, and Rutgers being one of them in Michigan. So, of course, maybe not. You know what? I remember a couple of years ago, Rutgers in Michigan, Rutgers played Michigan to a standstill uh, for most of the game there. And then Michigan went on to win the Big Ten and Rutgers was crappy. So, um, however, uh, you hope that Michigan will respond against better competition. I think they will. I think having their head coach back means something, fellows. It's like our Tatchman, one of our respected posters on the board said, it's like going into battle without your general, you know, and that's basically what it's been. So, Excited to see what happens on
3: Saturday. It's kind of crazy that compared to what we watched the first three weeks, it feels like Ohio state week, almost just the, <laughs> there's just so much more juice and the slate this weekend in general, we had to kind of gut through last week's slate as college football fans at large uh, this week's slate. We're going to pick those games later. Incredible. Uh, so looking forward to see what Michigan does in their non-conference opener. It finally feels like there's a complete product on the table. We'll, uh, we'll discuss all that coming up, but, yeah, really excited for conference play and to get this thing rolling.
1: Yeah, as Anthony mentioned, we'll, we will pick some of the top games from around the country. And just, you know, we've had to kind of go through the slate the last couple of weeks and pick out the best games in the Big Ten and and around the country. Some of the spreads are 20s and in the 30s. Not this week. We got a bunch of ranked matchups. I think there were only three ranked matchups in the first few weeks. Um, and there are four ranked matchups in the Pac-12 alone this weekend. But uh, there's plenty of games that we'll talk about. Going forward, Michigan, of course, at the top of mind. Twenty-four point favorite in this game. Rutgers is three and zero for the third straight season, but it's the first time they've won three straight games against FBS opponents since 2014. Uh, hate to bring that up: Navy, Tulane, and Michigan back then, but they have wins now over Northwestern, Temple, Virginia Tech. Combined sixty-five points uh, in those wins, and they've played Michigan tough over the last three years, including leading at halftime last season. Ah, uh, we'll get into all this. We'll start with the Michigan offense and what we expect from them. But first, we do want to talk about our fantastic sponsors over at Prize picks. Football season is back, and there's no better way to enjoy the games than by playing daily fantasy with prize picks. You pick two to six players, predict if they will go more or less than their prize picks projection. You can win up to twenty five times your money on any entry. At prize picks, you aren't competing against other people. It's just you versus the projections availables. Available And all first-time users that deposit and use promo code Wolverine will receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. So if you deposit $100 with prize picks, they will give you $100. If you deposit $50, they will give you $50. Again, that's the promo code Wolverine for the 100% instant deposit match. And we made some picks for this week. Uh, As always, uh, I can start out with mine. I got, sticking with the Michigan game, a couple Michigan guys, but I got Blake Corum. More than 83 and a half rushing yards and Donovan Edwards, less than 53 and a half rushing yards. I don't know how many games that Blake Coram didn't rush for over 100 in the Big Ten season last year. Uh, I don't know if there were any other than Ohio State, maybe Illinois. He was close after the first half. So I got that. And then Donovan Edwards, you know, I think we'll see him have a role, but I I just would bet on Blake Coram being the more featured back. What do you guys I, have this
2: week? I think he should be too. Let's be honest. I think he's oh, a better running cool back it. at this point, and so I think that's a pretty good pick. Frankly, um, I'm going with Michigan. I like JJ McCarthy more than 229 and a half yards in this game. I think, I think Rutgers is going to kind of do what some of the other teams have done and say, hey, we're going to take away the run. I don't think they're being played. Michigan receivers straight up. I think McCarthy is going to have a big game as a result. Plus, I think he's hungry after last week's embarrassment, and you could tell he was embarrassed in the post game. So. And then um, I believe it was um, it was Talia and a two eighty five and a half against Michigan State. I think he's gonna I think he's gonna pick them apart. I think Michigan State's gonna probably go in the tank here and and not play with a whole lot of I want to out there on Saturday. So expect that to happen more than
3: I like that. Yeah. It's another week full of quarterback picks for me. Uh, Bo Nix, more than 312 and a half passing yards this week against Colorado. I think the shine comes off of Coach Prime and the Buffaloes a little bit this week. Uh, JJ McCarthy, I'm with Chris, more than 229 and a half passing yards. Uh, Rutgers is going to gear up to stop the run like everyone else has. And I think the blueprint is kind of out there for defenses that, you know, your best shot at slowing down Michigan might be – hoping that JJ McCarthy makes a mistake against you. And I, I don't think it'll happen this week after what was a pretty uncharacteristic performance last week out of him. And then we've got a, a one of those good old-fashioned Big Ten bar fights in Happy Valley on Saturday night, uh, Penn State and Iowa. I have Drew Aller th- throwing more than .5 interceptions in that game. We know the Iowa defense loves to turn teams over, so it's going to take a turnover to give them a chance to win that game. So uh, I think that will happen.
1: I like to pick. So again, go to prizepicks.com, download the app today. Uh, also, if you want use the promo code Wolverine for an instant deposit match up to a hundred dollars. Um, let's stick right there with, with JJ, you know, uh, Anthony, you talked about it and, and Chris, you picked him uh, as well. You know, it feels like a, a nice bounce back spot potentially for JJ this week and, you know, coming out after what happened a week ago with three interceptions for the first time in his career, um, you know, Blake Corum seemed like they've they've been kind of getting him going. We could see a reconfigured offensive line again uh, after what transpired in the third quarter last week when they insert Ladarius Henderson there, move Carson Barnhart over to the right side. You know, Rutgers' defense have been playing decently here uh, early on, but you know they've played a couple Power Five teams, Northwestern, Virginia Tech. Neither of them expected to be very good at all, And, and Temple is supposed to be okay. And they, they absolutely handled them. So I thought that was a, uh, you know, a good sign if you're Rutgers, but um, your guys thoughts on, on this Michigan offense coming into this game.
2: I think that temple game was 13 to seven in the fourth quarter, wasn't it? So I think they pulled away late and uh, I'm not quite sure. I didn't see, I was watching it, but I want to go back and take a look at that. I, I don't know how much they, they completely handled them, but it's point taken nonetheless um, to me. Yeah. A lot to prove, like I said, for both teams and I don't, uh, the Rutgers doesn't have Michigan's personnel, but what they want to do is they want to shorten the game. And as we saw a couple of years ago, when they started running a little bit on Michigan, Michigan had a couple of injuries on there. Uh, they shortened the game and they made it a nail biter there at the end. So uh, one of the keys to the game that I wrote this week was you need to take advantage of your, uh, every opportunity you have as an offense. You can't miss an opportunity. And then all of a sudden it's a seven to six game, like late in the second quarter or something like that, because you're just not getting as many possessions anymore uh, with the new rules so for and and if you turn the ball over like j.j mccarthy did so uh, i have no doubt he's going to come out and play a much better game it's going to be interesting to see what they throw at mccarthy though and there were times that he didn't have anywhere to go with the ball against bowling green and part of that was bowling Green's schemes a credit to them it's like scott leffler their head coach said we kind of piggyback off them and we copy their schemes so uh give them credit for the way they disguise the defenses I think Greg Schiano is a very good defensive coach. So expect some of that too. But uh, I just think that Michigan's going to have, uh, I think this, this last game kind of lit a fire under them and getting Harbaugh back. I expect them to, I expect to see their best game of the year.
3: I would hope so. I think that, uh, you know, sort of alluded to this earlier. It feels like all the ingredients in place. Now the main ingredient being Jim Harbaugh, where you would think that this team should come out and have its best performance of the year on Saturday. Um, you know, you look at the front that, uh, that, Rutgers will throw out there. It's a four man front. It's either a 4 2 5 or a 4 3. You're going to get a lot of looks that you're used to seeing. No weird fronts, no weird looks. And yeah, they're going to gear up to stop the run, and you're going to have to kind of take whatever they give you. But, you know, when I look at this Michigan offense right now, I think that it was late in last week's game, but that switch they made with the tackles, Ladarius Henderson on the left side, Carson Barnhart flipping over to the right side, I think that's. That's the group that I'm kind of surprised they didn't come out of camp with. Wanted to see what Miles Hinton could do if he could kind of capture that lightning in the bottle from camp. And and there's three games of film that suggests that that won't be the case. So they make the switch. Uh, It's not a very big sample size, but uh, Henderson has done extremely well in pass protection. I think he's a more natural fit on that left side than Carson Barnhart is. So And, and, you know, any deficiencies that Barnhart may have had on that left side, I think will kind of be offset by him being in a more comfortable spot on that right side of the offensive line. So again, I, I don't know that this is going to be one of those like pick your score games. Uh, Rutgers is as deep defensively as they've been, you know, a guy like Aaron Lewis, I think one of the more underrated defensive linemen in the conference, Michigan's going to have its work cut out from them. But uh, I almost feel like, like last week felt like the wake up call that I thought was coming this week. So yeah, I do expect a clean game and I expect them to be able to take whatever Rutgers gives them and, and move the ball down the field accordingly.
2: Kind of like Maryland last year, right, A.B., when you came out and you had no competition, and then all of a sudden the, the level of competition goes up, and they didn't seem to adjust to it until late in that game. So I'm right there with you.
1: Yeah, and a turnover early doesn't help either, and that's kind of what, what Michigan has to avoid. You know, they had a, a fumble in that game, and, and you know, you can't make those mistakes if you want to absolutely cruise to victory. But Rutgers, so far, not that these numbers mean a ton because of competition around the country, including with Rutgers, but 7th in scoring defense, 20th in total defense, 12th against the run, 57th mm-hmm. against the pass, but 12th against the pass in yards per throw. Um, and they've gotten turnovers. They've gotten some interceptions early on this season against some bad teams. But going back to that that Temple game, it was 13-0 at halftime. And something, talking to Aaron Breitman, who covers the team over there uh, for the Scarlet Faithful, he was saying the third quarters have been kind of interesting for Rutgers so far where they have these leads and then they get really conservative run the football they have eight punts on nine drives in the third quarter so far mm-hmm. this season they let the teams back in but then they've buried teams in the fourth quarter um so you know not sure that scripts necessarily super relevant for this game but i guess it does kind of tell or give a little bit more context to how those games played out and another thing he was telling me too is they finally have that big 10 depth you know maybe not the talent of of you know a Michigan or whatever, and you know not many teams do, but they finally have enough guys that they can rotate in that Greg Schiano is comfortable with, which they haven't had on the defensive side yet uh, since he's come back in twenty twenty. Um, let's move over to the Michigan defense and and talk about what we expect out of a Rutgers offense that has been really terrible under Schiano so far in his tenure, but has you know shown some improvement this year again. Early on, you see Gavin Wimsat. He has improved his completion percentage by 7% all the way up to a whopping 51.5%. <laughs> it's still second to last in the Big Ten among qualifying quarterbacks. But the run game has improved. Kyle Managi, uh, reigning Big Ten Offensive Player of the Week. He had 143 yards, three touchdowns against Virginia Tech. Leads the Big Ten with 357 rushing yards. 5'9", 210, averages f- over four yards per rush after contact. Uh, which is eighth in the Power Five, second in the Big Ten. They're going to try to run the ball. They are going to snap the ball with five seconds to go on the play clock, shorten this game, as you said earlier, Chris. And that's, you know, even with these, you know, teams they've been playing, that's what they've been doing. Um, So it's going to make third downs on both sides of the ball for Michigan, I think, really important. You got to get off the field, get the ball back in the hands of your offense if you're Michigan's defense. And on the flip side, you know, going back to the offense, you got to stay on the field. Convert on third downs cuz these days with the clock rule, you know, you never know when you're going to get get the ball back. Yeah.
0: Hi, this is Jonathan from Lewis Jewelers. If you're in the market for a diamond, we can make the experience easy and stress-free. Not to mention we can save you time and money. As a general manager, one of my roles is to hand-select every diamond that comes into our store. Don't shop alone. Come see me or one of my trusted advisors and find the perfect diamond today. Where Ann Arbor gets engaged, Lewis Jewelers.
2: I'd like to see him get out to a two-score lead, you know, in that first quarter, early in the second quarter. And then you're not biting your nails and thinking, man, this is just painful to watch, right? So that to me is, is key in tackling. I didn't think they tackled all that well last week against Bowling Green. And that allowed Bowling Green to keep some drives alive that normally they wouldn't have. It's nitpicking when you hold a team to six points. And, you know, if you look at what Bowling Green, what nobody accomplished in the non-conference. I mean, 173 of their 246 rushing yards against Michigan have come in the fourth quarter when the backups and the third stringers are in there. So nobody's running the ball on them, but I think you're going to see Rutgers try to get a little more creative in the running game, probably run some formations that Michigan hasn't seen before, maybe run WIMSAT a little bit more on designed runs. And it's not going to be one of those games, again, where you can... Just pin your ears back, as Mike Elston said, and Jesse Minter, Michigan's defensive coaches, and get after the quarterback. You've got to make that pocket collapse on him, and I think that's going to be the key here is keep him in that pocket and make him make some bad throws because we know he's got it in him. We've seen it. He's he not a great throwing quarterback. So uh, I like Michigan to stop the run here, even without Mason Graham, who will be out this game, uh, as we alluded to earlier in this week, and uh, which is unfortunate. You know, and everybody says, ah, oh, well, we got depth there. You know, people underestimate how good Mason Graham really is in that area. So it'll be up to those other guys to step up. I think they will and uh, keep those linebackers clean. But, uh, yeah, got to avoid those third and shorts because that's where that's where it gets tricky and that's where these drives go six, seven minutes, and then you've got yourself a ball game into the
3: second half. I think we're going to see Rutgers punt the ball a lot in this game. Good. Um, <laughs> And maybe they're playing. Maybe it's you know field position thing, and, and they're giving Michigan's offense trouble. But I mean, you look at Gavin Wimsat, You know, for all the discussion, oh, he's much improved, and uh, this is a guy who's just greatly improved his accuracy. Then you you know he's com- you know completing fifty one and a half percent of his throws. Man, listen, I, I just I-, I think that with this Michigan run wall, as they like to call it, with Mason Graham or not, I mean, Mason Graham is is a big loss, but you have Chris Jenkins, and you have. Kenneth Grant, who's been arguably their best defensive tackle at this point in the year, uh, Cam Good has played well. Rayshon Benny has played well. Uh, Braden guys like Braden McGregor, Jalen Harrell play the run extremely well. I just don't see how they're going to be able to get in those those short yardage situations unless they do kind of get Wimsack going with, um, you know, some of the creative stuff in the run game. And this is a game that's about that run ball or run wall and about discipline. Uh, you're gonna have to stay disciplined because they're gonna try to do some of the, div- the design runs with WIMSAT. They're gonna try and you know throw Michigan off balance and you know hold the ball until the last possible second before they snap it. This is about discipline and tackling and and you know if nothing else, Greg Schiano teams will force you to play an extremely disciplined, well-conditioned, and focused brand of football against them and. Michigan defense, outside of a few nitpicks that you alluded to, Chris, I think has been outstanding these first three weeks. And, and maybe they get some reinforcements on the back end this week. We'll see what happens there. But I just don't, you know, Gavin Wimsatt is going to have to have the game of his life. And we've seen crazy things happen before, but you know, I just don't see a lot of evidence that he's capable of that in in a building with 110,000 screaming people uh, against him. So. Yeah, I do expect a clean performance from Michigan's defense, and uh, maybe it's not always pretty. Maybe it's a little gritty, but we know that group is capable of that. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, it's not – I'll add, too, like it's not just the run wall either. They're going to throw a lot of quick passes, and it goes back to your point, Chris, about tackling. you got to tackle in the open field against these guys. They run some misdirection, that sort of thing, even though it's a, a new offensive coordinator. It seems like he's clicked with Wimsap from, you know, what – um, you know, Aaron Breitman was telling me earlier uh this week, but Gavin Wimsat, you know, going into the game last year, you didn't really have to worry too much about him running because of his bum ankle a year ago, but already 28 rushes for 144 yards, uh, over double what he had last year. And a lot of them are on design runs, only five of his carries for 18 yards on scrambles. So they are gonna draw some stuff up for him and then Important to note as well on the Rutgers offensive line, they've got eight guys that have played 49 or more snaps. They've rotated a lot. The right tackle, Tyler Needham, is out. It's been a revolving door there with, with two guys splitting time. So I know you know, people are in, – in, it's not nothing that you know Michigan is having to try to figure out what their best five is right now at this point in the year. But I think Rutgers in a much worse spot, not only with its personnel – but with kind of the rotation that they have going on. And then the last thing I wanted to talk about with the Michigan defense is just the potential return of Will Johnson and Rod Moore and you know what kind of impact that could have on this defense. Because, you know, I, I think if those two are back and they get going and they're playing how how they're capable, teams like Rutgers are gonna have an, an even more tough, you know, time to move the football on this defense. I think you don't you may not need them this week, you may not need them next week, although you'd love to have them on the road but you you want to get these guys going because at some point this defense is going to get tested, but, uh, your guys thoughts on their potential return.
2: Yeah. We'll have more on that tomorrow and inside the fort. But, uh, I think, yeah, as, uh, Jesse mentor said, Michigan's defensive coordinator yesterday, really, really close, really, really, really close, you know? So this is not a, again, this is not a Nick high Hill green situation guys where, Oh gosh, he tweaked the hammy again or something like that. And he's going to be out for the entire year, just not happening. So, um, yeah. So again, we'll talk about that more tomorrow, but, um, I expect them to be get closer and closer and for these guys to get healthier and healthier. And once they do, man, it's going to be hard. Think about having a lockdown corner out there as part of a defense. that's already been fantastic. And then a safety that's the most instinctual that I've seen at Michigan in the last 40 years in Rod Moore. So excited to see those guys back in action.
3: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, those, t- those guys, I mean, you could make the argument, maybe Michigan's, two best defensive players question mark, you know, there it's, you could have that conversation. So to have them back uh, again, I don't know that that's something if you want to take one more week with them, I think you can get away with it. But, you know, I, fr- I feel like this is about the time of year, the last two seasons where we've seen this group start to hit its stride and kind of hone in on what his identity is. And uh, you're going on the road for the first time next weekend. I really feel like that's kind of when you want all troops available if possible. We know Mason Graham is banged up, but we probably won't see him for a couple of weeks. But other than that, uh, you know, those two guys, you know, and people have asked too, what is, what is, what was the non-conference missing? And it was obviously Jim Harbaugh, but also it's, we haven't seen literally two of maybe their three best defenders on the field, hardly at all. Um, And in Rod Moore's case, not at all. So this team can get even better and is going to get better as the season goes on.
1: Yeah. And they still gave up what, like two, three long passes, you know, so they've, they've still fared well back there, but I think it could truly take the step to elite, you know, with those guys in there. Um, And it seems like the, almost the opposite of an Akai Hill green situation, because I feel like they're trying to make sure these guys are hundred percent before they're back out there instead of it lingering, you know, because they can't go back out there. Um, you know, especially maybe in Will Johnson's case, he, he was working with the ones and warmups last week and then and then wow. didn't go. Um, but yeah, we'll keep an eye on that, and obviously, we'll have the updates over at the wolverine.com inside the fort there tomorrow on Friday. So make sure to get your subscription now, one dollar for your first month. Um, let's talk about our friends over at game time before we get into our predictions for this game. We're brought to you today. By Game Time, the exclusive ticketing partner of the Wolverine, created by fans for fans. Game Time is the ticketing app that makes it easier than ever to score last-minute deals on tickets to sports, concerts, and shows. They will guarantee the lowest price. Football is back. Uh, Definitely going to get to a Lions game at some point this year. Chris, I think you may be going this weekend, and I know you did use Game Time. Is that right?
2: I did. Saved $20 and got great seats for a lot less than I would have gotten on any other service. I can promise you that. And that's not just me talking. So it's section 122, baby row 32.
1: (laughs) Let's go. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And they game time has the best seats and the best deals. So there's no better combination than that. It's all possible with the game time app. Biggest last minute price drops can be found on the seats. You thought you could never buy. They'll even credit you 110% of the seat price. If you can find a better deal elsewhere. Uh, I've talked about in the past, but multiple family members of mine have used game time this year for Michigan games. So if you're looking for tickets for this weekend, uh one of the four remaining home games then make sure to go and do that and you can use the promo code wolverine as chris did for twenty dollars off your first purchase terms apply again the promo code wolverine for twenty dollars off your first purchase terms apply
2: i can Um, confirm though that they do not give you your money back if the lions lose so that's the only negative negative. And, uh, but nobody does that. So I'm sorry. I'm scarred, Anthony. I know that you're, those are your boys, man, but, uh, I just have a They're bad your boys with. too. They are They're my your boys, boys And that's why I can put them down all I want to because damn it, they've sucked so long and they've sucked me back in. So guess what? they will probably lose two in a row at home and I'll be there to see the second one. But anyway, thanks to game time for let, allowing me to be there at a nice price.
3: Well, yeah, we'll talk section, to our that's section That's section
1: 122 if you want to dump a beer on
2: or <laughs> That's fine. I'll open my mouth as you do. So... <laughs> yeah uh
1: yeah we'll talk we'll try to talk to our rep (laughs) over at game time see if we can get refunds if the lions lose uh, (laughs) it's not uh, happening
2: folks i was joking just to be perfectly clear
1: no doubt that's not in the copy true you gotta put that disclaimer in there yeah use the promo code wolverine 20 dollars off terms apply that is in the copy um let's get into our predictions for this game we'll start with the offensive player of the game and i mentioned it too when we were when we were talking about some of the prize picks projections but i do think blake quorum they're going to lean on him a lot in this game as they should um and you know as they usually do really uh, over the last year plus but i'm going to go with a little bit of an off the wall pick and not off the wall but a little unusual pick uh just because i want to give the guys up front a little bit of love i want i want to give this one and predict that Drake Nugent's going to have a really good game. You know, Rutgers is creative up front. He's going to have to play well. They they tilt their nose guard in there in the the a gap and you know try to make it tough on the center. And I think he's going to respond well in this game. You know, Jim Harbaugh said I think after the UNLV game that he's been their best offensive lineman to this point. And you know there hasn't been a ton of you know some people were criticizing a couple things and a couple plays really weren't his fault. Uh, but it's been pretty smooth sailing in there at center so far, and I think he's going to. Step up to the plate again this week.
2: Did you have a score? Is this are we predicting the offensive player of the game score? Oh no, I'm sorry, offensive player of the game. Well, I saw final <laughs> score predictions up there. I thought you were doing it okay. both at the same time. <laughs> so, uh, offensive player of the game, I'm going with JJ McCarthy to have a great bounce back game. I think he's going to come out slinging it and um, and run some really nice play action on on Saturday. I'm not so sure that Rutgers has what it takes in the secondary. To, to deal with uh, with a guy like McCarthy and I expect him to play his best game of the year. And that's saying something.
3: Blake Coram all the way back this weekend. Uh, it was about this time last year, you know, similar stats, you know, through, through the early part of this year, 37 carries, 254 yards, six touchdowns, uh, 6.9 yards per carry. That's nice. We'd like to see that in those first three games. And then he comes out in that opener against Maryland, 243 yards, two touchdowns. To predict that would be crazy, but I think that it's clear to me he's Michigan's top running back right now. Uh, and I think that with that, what I believe to be a stabilizing move on the offensive line, I think that Michigan's gonna come out with something to prove this week, and Blake Coram's at the forefront of that. So Blake
1: Coram is my pick. I like it. I like I like both picks. Um, defensive player of the game, I'm gonna go with Junior Colson. Uh, I think Rutgers is gonna try to run the football and and shorten the game. It just feels like one of those games where junior Colson cleans up with, with 11, 12 tackles or something like that. I know that's what, how, what percentage of plays will that be, especially if they try to shorten the game. But I think junior Colson is going to have a, a nice game in there, stopping the run, making some tackles on some of those short passes.
2: I think it's a great pick. Uh, and I'll go with Mike Barrett. I think you're going to see him make a couple plays in the passing game as well. And we saw him last year against yes. Rutgers, right. With a yes. couple of uh, interceptions and he'll be key sure. there. So, uh, Mike Barrett owns Rutgers and he's going to own him again this year.
3: Well, if Gavin Wimsett has to throw or make some kind of play in order for Rutgers to be in this game, I feel like that means an interception or two is going to be up for grabs and I'm going with a New Jersey kid to kid to grab it and have another good game. Uh, Kian Saab is my pick for this week. So I feel like even as the secondary gets healthier, we're going to see him have a pretty substantial role in that, uh, that safety rotation and, I think Saab uh, plays a real nice game this weekend.
1: I like it. Um, Final score, our staff predictions by the time you listen to this are up over at TheWolverine.com, so go read that article. As (laughs) always, we'll have Doug Skeen's pick in there, John Borton's pick, as well as all of ours. Um, Tough one here. Uh, I went with 35-10, to Michigan. uh, I I do think Rutgers maybe maybe breaks a long run or or, or hits a big play to – you know, set themselves up and score one touchdown. Um, But I I don't see much more than that. And I think Michigan might get a couple turnovers themselves. I think Michigan's going to be able to move the football. So I got 35 to 10. And I I do want to note, too, we didn't mention it earlier, but Rutgers has a pretty decent kicker. He hit a 51-yarder earlier in the year. He was Big Ten Special Teams Player of the Week, had a 40-something in that same game. So, um, you know, he might be able to get them on the board with a field goal. So uh, I'm going to go 35-10.
2: Yeah, I'm going to go 30-13. to 13, I think three field goals, three touchdowns for Michigan. I think Rutgers, because they have the good kicker, they'll get a long field goal or two to go with their touchdown. But Michigan wins relatively comfortably.
3: Uh, for whatever reason, 41 has been the number in my brain since the year started. So I'm sticking with it. I'm going to say Michigan wins 41-14. Uh, I think that the head being back this week and the offense coming off the performance that it had, uh, I expect I expect this team to come out with its hair on fire, even if it gets punched in the mouth a little bit early and our message board goes crazy. Um, mm-hmm. Michigan wins big, and I think this is this will be in my bold predictions tomorrow uh, when that comes out. Michigan will have a defensive or special teams touchdown in this game.
1: I like it. I like it. Um, all right. Well, let's move on to. No Man Knows the Future final segment. And as we said at the top, an absolutely elite slate this weekend. It's one of those college football weekends that you, you think about, you know, in, in April and May and June. You're like, all right, when's the football season coming? Uh, this is kind of what you talk about last week. Maybe you go, you, you do the cider thing. ABN, you did that a couple weeks ago, right? You go to the, uh, you up. go do the whole girlfriend thing and, and that whole thing. I, I don't really, you know. Which I'm, I'm happy
3: to do, by the way. On the That's record.
1: Fair. Yeah. Okay. She must listen then. Um, but, <laughs> but this is one of those weekends where you, I know we'll be working and, you know, it's a little bit tougher. But you stay in your house or you go to the bar or you go to a friend's house and you are watching football pretty much wall to wall all day long. Uh, let's start out with one in the ACC, Florida State at Clemson. Clemson, a two-point underdog at home over under 55. Give me Clemson in this game. Um, I, I just think them being at home, them getting written off after the Duke game, them getting a little more comfortable with their offense too, under new coordinator, Garrett Riley, sometimes it takes a few weeks. I think they're going to pull this off and, uh, and they could meet again towards the end of the year there.
2: Yeah. It's kind of their season, right? After what happened in the first game. So, uh, playing at home, Florida state, boy, they were lucky to win last week, frankly. So I like Clemson as well.
3: I like Clemson to win this game. I think that Clemson and Dabo Swinney are two of the biggest frauds, uh, one collective fraud in this current landscape of college football, and I expect Florida State to roll. Wow. So going Florida State.
2: I wouldn't, I wouldn't hurt my feelings, I'll be honest. You know, I don't mind being wrong, So people, and people, do not bet your houses on these picks. It's not like we sit there and have a machine here that we run these through. Maybe Clay <laughs> does. Clay's plays, but not the rest of us. <laughs> trust
3: yeah. me I do not. no no man fades the future right exactly
1: it's true yeah trust me I, i've done okay so far this year on what i've actually would have actually bet responsibly but that is uh the other shoe is going to drop at some point i'm, I'm pretty sure <laughs> um colorado at oregon oregon a 21 point favorite over under 68 and a half oregon rolls oregon absolutely rolls colorado hasn't played a, a team yet that's going to be as physical and Really is as good as that, and uh, and I think that they roll.
2: Yeah, something like forty nine to twenty eight or something like that. Uh, so it'll be close uh, to that spread. But um, you know, I'm going to go with I'm going to go with Oregon to cover. Um, and you know what? Uh, if they don't, and if Colorado
3: plays him tough, then Colorado will have earned my respect. Ooh, yeah, and for all the talk of of how well Deion Sanders has done, this is this is just a. Leagues ahead of what he's had to face and what they've had to face so far this year. Shadur Sanders is the, is that dude. I, I think if they're going to stay in this game, it has everything to do with him, but I just, not enough horses yet. Uh, I think Oregon
1: rolls in this one. Yeah. I think he's going to get hit a lot too, uh, but he is fantastic. Uh, Ole Miss at Alabama, Alabama, six and a half point favorite over under is 55 and a half. I got, I got Ole Miss. I don't know. Texas comes in there. They did what they did, and then Alabama shows up flat at, at USF last week. Um, I don't know. It just feels like something something's not right in at Alabama. They're switching their quarterback again. I'm going to go with Lane Kiffin. I know you don't usually go with the former Saban assistant, but we saw one in Sark come in and win. Uh, I'm going to go with another one to at least cover against Alabama.
2: Yeah, something we didn't mention about the last game too, Travis Hunter being out, right? So yeah. that's gonna yeah. that's going to really hurt. Colorado in that game as well. So uh, for some reason, I, I'm not going to bet against Alabama here. I think Nick Saban's going to write the ship here. I think they're going to come out angry, playing an SEC foe. And I think that uh, Nick Saban's going to have something to prove and that he takes it out on Lane Kiffin. I like Alabama to cover.
3: I like Ole Miss here. Uh, there's something about this Alabama team that has like a 2017 Michigan energy to it from the quarterback stuff. I, I don't think – And this is a little bit different from that situation, but it's weird to see them struggle at quarterback. And then also they're just not as good up front as they have been, both on the offensive and defensive lines. So I like Ole Miss to cover that number. They might win outright, but Alabama looks like a three-loss team to me right now.
1: Two, this isn't really included in the elite slate, but Maryland at Michigan State, it's interesting given what's going on. It's a division game. Uh, Michigan State seven and a half point underdogs at home over under 52 and a half. embarrassed last week against Washington. And I don't think Maryland's going to embarrass them, but I do think they'll win by a couple scores and that, that has them covering the number.
2: Yeah. I think that probably last week took the wind out of their sails up there in East Lansing. And uh, you know, once Mel is officially fired, then that thing's going to just absolutely fall apart. And I just think guys are probably already eyeing their next opportunities frankly uh fair or not so i like maryland to cover as well
3: i wouldn't be surprised to see michigan state cover i guess just for entertainment's sake i'll say that's gonna happen because this is kind of their last ditch effort like when mel is officially fired next week because the letter that came out this week was the notice of an intent to fire with him having seven days to respond the portals open and i think that there will be an exodus of guys so I think this is kind of their last-ditch effort. Uh, Maryland is classic for playing down to teams. In the last two weeks, went down 14-0 early, both to yeah. Virginia and, and Charlotte as well, Charlotte. and kind of hit the accelerator. So, I, I don't know. I feel like this is kind of it. This is uh this is kind of it for Michigan State, so I'll pick them to cover, but i least confident pick of the week.
1: Yeah, and some guys that may want to leave have one more game to play in before they lose their eligibility. So, it's really going to get... Interesting, I think, in East Lansing. Um, Ohio State at Notre Dame, game of the day, I would say. Night game, Notre Dame, three point underdog in South Bend, over under 55 and a half. And it's kind of interesting with a matchup like this. I mean, Ohio State, one, they're not, you. they don't usually have a spread that's this close unless they're in the playoff. But two, they typically have the better quarterback in just about every big game they play. So you can say, oh, someone's going to upset them. And, and, you know, Michigan, has been underdogs and beaten them the last two years. But this is the first time where I think the other team has the better signal caller. I'm going to go with Sam Hartman and Notre Dame to win at home.
2: Yeah, it's just a tough one, right? I, I think really tough. It is. I think Ohio State's going to run the ball on them a little bit. And I think they're going to bully them a little bit. And that defense of theirs has played pretty well, as you noticed, noted last week. So for some reason, I'm picking Ohio State. This is my least optimistic pick of the week. But uh, for some reason, I just think the Buckeyes are going to pull it out up there.
3: I'll go Buckeyes as well on the heels of, you know, Notre Dame might have the best quarterback, but I think Ohio State will have the best player on the field in Marvin Harrison Jr. I think he has a big game under the lights and maybe Michigan struggles a little bit at times with Rutgers or doesn't look the way that the fans want them to. Then Ohio State wins and then we'll we can kick off Uh, Several-week existential crisis on the board uh, in the lead-up to the Ohio State game.
1: (laughs) Oh, God. Okay. I'm going to (laughs) prepare myself. for that. Last one. Another interesting one. Iowa at Penn State. Penn State 15-point favorites at home. This is the whiteout game over under a whopping 40 points. Iowa's kind of had their number. I know it's a different type of Penn State team. Didn't love what I saw from Penn State. I know they forced a bunch of turnovers. That Illinois quarterback... Is God awful no offense to him if he's listening um and I think that they're going to get some resistance with this Iowa defense which I like I don't know how much I was going to be able to score but I think Iowa keeps it within the 15 I, I like that it's outside of two scores so they'll keep it uh, fairly close
2: I think I read that they have a ton of injuries if I'm not mistaken a couple running backs maybe a tight end down so yeah, the um, is out. Yeah. yeah so I don't like Iowa to score a whole lot in this game I see something like 23 to 6 game or a a 21 to six, of course with the 15, it kind of matters, right? Which one I pick. So um, yeah, I'm going to go with Penn state to cover just barely in a, in an ugly
3: game. Well, back in our prize pick segment, I picked Drew Aller to throw more than half an interception and I'll take it a step further and say, I will make this a game by not only turning him over, but also returning it for a touchdown, which is something they specialize in. So I'm going to go Hawkeyes here, lest we forget, lest we forget, Cade McNamara has won in that building before. So not saying they'll win, but I think they are going to put up a fight, and we're going to find out what both of those teams are made of.
1: Yeah, and Cade finally has a defense that can score, so that is, that's nice. Um, so that's, that's the slate. There are also many other good games, so I know everybody will be kind of glued to the TV, but noon on Saturday, Michigan and Rutgers, that's, that's the real big game. Of the weekend, and make sure to get all of your coverage over at thewolverine.com. One dollar for your first month for new subscribers. Again, like this video if you're excited about Jim Harbaugh's return to the sidelines. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, and we we will see everyone next time.